Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at today in show 117. Our first look at the Samsung Gear S2 watch, changing your home's lighting to suit your mood, home security without a monthly subscription, details of another contactless way to pay, plus watch out for USB-C connectors coming soon. First off, here's Pete with the latest tech news. Frequency cast, now loading, news. The tech headlines for November 2015, and we can't not lead with the announcement that up to 1.2 million TalkTalk customers have had their personal and bank account details hacked. The advice is to change your passwords, watch out for scam calls and emails, and to keep an eye on your bank and credit card statements. Be careful. Next, November sees the launch of the BBC Store. We already have the iPlayer, which makes the unmissable unmissable. The new service will allow you to buy and download shows from the BBC's back catalogue, and will have the tagline, making the unmissable yours. In other TV news, Sony has become UView's first partner for their on-demand service on internet-enabled TVs. From November, connected Sony Bravia TVs will be able to access UView's on-demand service, previously only available via set-top boxes. Next, how's your other Facebook inbox? It may come as a surprise, but when you log on via your web browser, there's a second inbox called Other, but not for much longer. This second inbox was previously used to let people contact you that weren't your friends. Facebook will soon be retiring this, so have a quick look just to make sure there's nothing urgent in there, before it's gone for good. Next, Nintendo's move into the smartphone gaming market has been delayed. Nintendo, much loved for its family-friendly console games, will be releasing their first smartphone app in March of next year. It won't be a Mario game, instead something called Miitomo, a chat app with Mii avatars. Nintendo's shares fell 10% after the announcement. Next, the new Apple TV box is out. As well as allowing you to talk to it via Siri, the streaming box can play a variety of online games, thanks to built-in sensors in the controller. One feature that's not had much attention is that you can now listen to films and TV shows using Bluetooth headphones, allowing you to watch TV without disturbing others. The old Apple TV box has dropped in price to under £60, making it well worth a look. Also worth consideration is the new voice-activated Fire TV stick from Amazon. This is due in November for a third of the price of Apple TV. See the link on our show notes. Next, have you made the move to Windows 10? If so, expect a major update this month, including a Windows messaging app, extensions for the new Edge browser, and some visual improvements. If you've not yet taken advantage of the free upgrade to Windows 10, note that this is soon to become a recommended update in Windows Update, meaning that many will see the new OS automatically download just like a patch. And finally, it had to happen. There's now an app that will let you weigh an apple on an apple. Making use of the iPhone 6 pressure-sensitive display, this app will let you turn your smartphone into a set of scales. 
Called the Plumber Meter, it only works on iPhones that have been jailbroken, but no doubt a mainstream app is on the way, so we'll soon be able to weigh our plums on the move. Thanks very much, Pete. For more tech news, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Frequencycast, now loading. Focus. Frequencycast 117. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Pete. I'm in your good books tonight, aren't I? You really, really are. You've saved me from an Excel nightmare. Thanks for that. Yes, I didn't get, hello, would you like a cup of tea or a glass of wine? I got, how do you do duplicates in Excel? Well, it was kind of, Pete, wine, tea, help me with Excel. (laughs) And you're amazed. I knew what a conditional formatting thingy was to get duplicates out of a spreadsheet. But VLOOKUP, that is your friend now, isn't it? It really, really is. Although I may forget it tomorrow and have to ring you again. Not a problem. The consultation fees are very reasonable. That's good to know. Excellent. I'm glad I'm in your good books because I'm going to make you cross in a minute. But we'll come to that when we get there. Let's talk about a few things that have happened in the last month since the last show. And I need your help here. You're you're young and trendy, aren't you? Well, in comparison to you. Thanks a bunch. Uh, Instagram. Yes. What about Instagram? I've had to get into Instagram and I've looked and it's, it's Twitter with photos. Yeah, essentially. But you could almost say, then what was the point in Pinterest? They're, they're quite similar. but Insta- yeah, I, I could actually say, what is the point of Pinterest? <laughs> I, I don't understand that one either. But let's focus on Instagram because I, for some reason, it's suddenly overtaken Twitter as the second most popular social media platform. And it's, it is Twitter, isn't it? I, I'm really confused. No, it's not. I th- the Instagram, I and mean, you have to think, Instagram is appealing to a, a much younger audience. Obviously, us oldies, we're on uh, Facebook and Twitter, and a lot of the younger generation don't want to be in the same place as their parents, basically. So they're adopting Instagram. And then you've also got to think, that's the rise of the selfie. That's what they love doing. It's showcasing their lives. But Instagram uses hashtags and at symbols to do it and has photos all of that is twitter you can take a selfie on twitter and put the hashtags and the at symbols so i I don't understand why it's help well first of all i would say it's not as muddled um all of the ones that are more um that that people seem to like more uh, people that you take a valid interest in searching for are likely to come up in your feed first you have more options in terms of editing your photographs and putting effects on which you can't really do on twitter Um, a lot of those things are are real big appeals i think kelly's sort of half got me there but i don't get why it's so massive because twitter's huge but this seems to be twitter without some of the features of twitter if you look at the general demographic of a Twitter user, it typically is a middle-aged woman with about 40 followers. Yeah, I, I know you're looking at me sad, Pete, but essentially that's not where a cool, hip, 15 to 24-year-old person's going to want to be. Dear listener, if you are out there and you're into your social media, is there a point of Instagram? Am I missing something? Can I make one more point, though? In comparison to Twitter and Facebook, where you're more likely to get people generally complaining about their day or woe is me, it is literally an image. So you don't get angry with people. Well, I guess every now and then with the holiday snaps, but past that point, you don't get that constant bombardment of misery. 
Now that I do kind of get actually, if you want to showcase maybe some of the social stuff that you're doing or show pictures of you out with your friends, you don't have to put all the other gibberish in there. So I, I do kind of get that. And if that was the sales pitch, I'd kind of buy into it. But okay, I'm struggling, but you've helped a bit. So uh, listeners, please explain to me why Instagram is so huge. Because it's, no, I'm not quite getting it yet. You will. You will. Hi, I'm Jason Bradbury from uh, The Gadget Show, and you're listening to Frequency Cast. Right, now this is where you're going to hit me, because I've been to Gadget Show Live without you. I can't believe you, Pete. I actually have nothing else to say on that matter. Okay, I'm about to make it about 50% worse. I spent the day in a posh shopping centre without you. Honestly, if you've bought another woman something as well, I'm not going to be happy. I'm afraid I was at the Westfield Shopping Centre, that posh one in London, where the Gadget Show Live was today. Well, I just think that's unfair. Why wouldn't you have taken me? You were busy. You didn't ask. You did not know that at all. I have to book you months in advance. I know how busy you are. It doesn't matter. Every now and then on an off chance, I have a spare day or somebody cancels. Excellent. Well, it's on again tomorrow. Are you up for it? Yeah, no. No. <laughs> Would you have been free today if I'd asked? No. <laughs> exactly. The Gadget Show Live has actually been in London just for a week. And to be fair, it's a fairly small um, display area in the atrium at the uh, shopping centre. So it wasn't anything like the gadget shows we're used to. I knew you wouldn't want to go and look at all those lovely Gucci handbags and, and Ugg boots and, and all that stuff. So uh, the big thing that was the uh, the real focus was the launch of the Gear S2, which is Samsung's new smartwatch to rival the Apple Watch. And uh, we caught up with Boris from Samsung, who told us all about the new Gear S2. Today we've got the Samsung Gear S2, and uh, basically it acts like a companion to your, to your phone. Uh, you can get all your notifications on there, your messages, your calls. Um, you can't actually make a phone call directly from the watch, but if you have the Bluetooth headset on, then um, you can speak into that and you can order calls from your phone. Um, you can also reply to WhatsApp messages. There's also a dedicated app store, which is just for the watch, uh, so you can get navigation apps, um, you can get maps on there, you can even call Uber from there if you have the app on your phone. Uh, you can get all your news, CNN, uh, Flipboard, all that kind of stuff. Okay, now I see you're wearing one. I guess you've been wearing one for, what, a few weeks now? Uh, yeah, I've been wearing mine for a few days, actually. We've only been running since, the, uh, since last Friday. I'm finding for being sort of in a meeting or something like that where you don't have to actually get your phone out, look at the screen, are you finding any sort of genuine uses for it? Uh, my favourite feature is being able to dictate text messages into it. Um, so it does have an old school keyboard like the 1 to 9, so you can do the A, B, C, D, E, F, uh, that kind of function. But um, it's really nice to just be able to speak into the watch and uh, have that converted into text. And uh, what I like as well here is it looks like uh, the strap is a standard sort of strap. You're not having to buy into uh, any one particular manufacturer's strap, is that right? Yeah, exactly. So we have the classic version and the, the original version. Uh, the original version comes with the rubber strap, which is a Samsung design, so you are locked into buying Samsung straps, straps with that version. But with the classic version, it's the standard strap size, so you can go to a watch shop and uh, buy any strap that you fancy. And while we were at the Samsung stand, I saw a sign called Samsung Pay. It's another one of these touch payment things, which you're a big fan of. They're all on it now, all on it. It makes sense, to be honest, but um, I, I'm waiting until I can upgrade my phone and have it on my phone. That's, that's the easiest way. 
Well, and that's what they were offering. Their new phones are very into this pay stuff, but not just with the old contactless um, near field stuff, with something a bit more clever. And we talked to Nick to find out how their Samsung Pay works. It's very easy once you've loaded it up on your phone, but you can store up to 10 cards on it. It will default to your most recently used card. So you can set this up so it can be fingerprint activated. So it's super secure. Only you can access this, no one else in the world. So I'll show you how to use it really quick. Okay, we've wandered over to a fairly standard payment machine that you'd normally go into a retailer and pay with. And uh, you've got your phone in your hand. How would I go about paying with this uh, particular device? So you can pay with MST, which is Magnetic Secure Transmission, or NFC, Near Field Communication. Okay, so I know NFC, that's where you just tap the device. Uh, but magnetic, how does that work? So this is the, the swipe thing that you've got, yeah? So most payment systems or PDQs, they have a magnetic strip on the side where you can swipe your card into. Basically, this means you can use that to pay as well by holding your phone right next to it. So you're paying by magnetic swipe even yes, though your phone... It's contactless. It is contactless. Now that's clever. I'll I like that. This. Go for it. Let's, I want to see this work. I don't believe this. Okay, all right. So, so once you've loaded up your card here, right? Okay, if you could just transfer £1,500 over to yeah, me, yeah, that would be yeah. great. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so say you're at the shop here. You would like to buy a box of chocolates for the wife, let's say. You want these ones because she loves them. Okay. And they're cheap. And they're cheap. They're cheaper than the other ones. So. <laughs> um, all right, so you can activate it with your fingerprint, which we recommend because it's the most secure. Only you can access this. All right, so you, it gives you 30 seconds to pay. Say continue. Yes, I would like to buy these chocolates. You hold it next to the magnetic strip. Boom, you're done. Bob's your uncle, as they say. Continue, approve, and then all of a sudden, voila, your receipt printed out, and that's you. Oh, wicked. Payment has been taken so that is account. really clever, and that's using magnetic, but you're not actually doing the swipe. Yes, so the phone's exactly. obviously got some kind of clever... Exactly. Wow, exactly. very, very exactly. impressed. Exactly. And this is called Samsung Pay. This is the, uh, the new way of paying now? Yes, it is. It's not out yet. It will be coming soon. Coming soon, then. And uh, I must admit, as you've been doing this, I've been looking at your phone. Uh, did you know your screen sort of curved at the edges there? Did you know? Yes, I, I did know this. I did. That's why it's called the edge. <laughs> Thanks very much to Samsung for talking to us. All good stuff, isn't it? Really good. Now, you've heard of this particular product. Philips Hue, these light bulbs that change colour? Yes, I have some. In the house? Well, they're not in yet. They're currently sitting in the box waiting to be put in, but I can't wait. It's going to transform my kitchen. I'm talking to Anthony from Philips. Hello there. Hello. So what's going on here today? You've got lots of very bright lights in a very bright shopping centre. What we are you up to? Have lots of very bright lights, yes. This is a Hue and this is our wireless system. Actually, the bright lights that you're looking at, these provide you with colours and various different colours over the spectrums. 16 million different colours. Um, and these can all be controlled from your uh, mobile phone device, your iPad, anything that can download an application. Um, and you can have control it via that, or you can control it via remote control. Um, so whatever your mood, you can set the light, bright, dim, different colours, sort absolutely. of a bright, warm colour or a blue colour or whatever. Yep, so it's got four, um, four already preset settings, and on that you've got relax, reading, concentrate and energise, and all those are proven colour temperatures to help you feel either one of those ways. So when you get home from a stressful day at work, you can have the relax, or if you need waking up in the morning, a bit of energise, 
and so on and so forth. Or you can have different settings like we've got various apps like the um, Party app or Hue Disco where you can have the lights changing to different beats of the music. You can also have geofencing which means that when you're coming on your way home you can have it set that when you're a certain distance from your front door that your lights come on for you. So from a safety aspect that's fantastic. Likewise when you're leaving your home they go off. If you're on holiday in Ibiza and you witness a beautiful sunrise you can take a photo of that and then you can allocate each and every one of your bulbs or devices to that colour and recreate it in your home. Wow. Okay, and if you're out for the day, can you turn your lights on or set timers Absolutely. so that your lights are on as well? You can do, and not only that, if you're at home and you've got the in-laws over and, you're, and you want to watch the game of football but you can't, you can have it so that if your team scores a goal, the lights will flash to a certain colour. Now, that's obviously not going to be all your lights over your home. You're going to have one going off in the corner, so it's a bit discreet, but you can have that. And also, if it's raining outside, they will flash blue to let you know that it's raining or whatever colour you set it on. So pretty much everything you need. Awesome, this sounds brilliant. So how are these connected then? Are they Wi-Fi light bulbs? Wirelessly, so you'll have um, a bridge that connects to your router and that talks to your light bulbs and that's how it works. Absolutely awesome. If you wanted an easier way of using it though, we do have a control. So you can use the app if you want to go onto your mobile phone, but you can also use um, the control pad which has presets on it and you press those and it works how you want it set. I was going to say, if uh, you uh, let your iPad run down to no power and you went with the lights on, you'd be in trouble. This is the thing, but always have it on charge. That's the, that's the solution. What sort of price would we be looking at to start kitting out at home? Well, for the starter kit, um, you're looking at about £134.99. For the single bulbs, you're looking at £44.99. But that is just for this range here. We also do kits like um, our Hugo and also we've got our Hue Wipes systems as well. And they're, they're different prices from the actual Hue that you're looking at here. That's the Philips Hue. Very impressive, aren't they? Really, really impressive. I can't wait. Okay, Kelly, let's have a look at some of the other stuff we found, shall we? Oh, go on then. Rub it in even more. I'm always attracted to anything that looks like it's uh, got all the buzzwords I'm after. Pictures of phones, cloud storage and cameras. Uh, sir, your name, please. My name is Jason Dollery and I am the marketing manager of YCAM Solutions. Okay, YCAM Solutions. Everywhere I look, I'm being spied on. There's about half a dozen cameras on me at the moment, but it looks like you're offering a, uh, an unusual twist on the home security uh, camera market. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we believe that, obviously, cloud security solutions provide a very uh, beneficial service to people. Uh, it gives you peace of mind when you're not there, and in our solution, combined to the phone, it means you get instant relevant alerts to, to your home. Um, obviously, there are always pros and cons for security solutions and we, we actively promote uh, responsible ownership of cameras and if you're using it to the benefit of your needs then we believe it's, it's one of the best solutions on the market. Absolutely, so I'm assuming this does the usual sort of motion detection, it will record a video clip. I'm hoping it stores it on the internet, as you've said, cloud computing. So if someone breaks it and nicks the camera, you've still got them, is that right? That's, that's completely right. So it's so very interesting for us. Um, we had a, uh, a story last year with a guy called Andy Price. His, um, his uh, business was broken into and just that. So instant notification to his phone, the video was sent directly to his phone, even though that they damaged the camera, it meant uh, the footage was stored and the police were able to act whilst the crime was in progress and also convict because they had the, the video uh, um, available. So that's, that's essentially the, the perfect solution for us. Um, yeah, absolutely cloud storage, everything gets in there. Move away from the old SD cards and all, all the uh, storage solutions and, and this should be the future. Absolutely, and it looks like uh, you can control this from uh, your uh, smartphone, is that right? You do, so smartphone, tablets, desktops, whatever's, whatever's um, your preference. Um, and essentially you download the free app and then you have complete accessibility uh, on what functions you want to set up with your, your camera. 
Right, now looking through your little leaflet here, I saw something that uh, really makes this a strong selling point. We've looked at these type of products in the past on our show, and uh, there's normally been some kind of rolling subscription storage-y thing here. So uh, your cloud computing storage solution, how much are we talking a month for that? So we're talking absolutely free. So, so we believe that um, obviously cloud storage shouldn't be a cost to the, uh, to the customer. Uh, it's literally the cost for the camera, and then you get seven days unlimited um, video recording. Um, so a rolling seven days uh, service. So this is a real one-off cost, you're not going to be tied into a subscription with you guys? Absolutely, one-off cost and you're, you're away. Awesome, and can you have multiple cameras on the same system? You can have multiple cameras on the same system, you can have the indoor and outdoor solutions um, working on the same platform and all, uh, all activated from your phone. It's this free bit that's really selling it for me, you know. I've seen so many of these solutions where uh, they look great, SMS alerts and all the rest of it, subscription for that, subscription for this. Brilliant. Okay, if someone wants to find out more, uh, where would they look for the details? So the best place is our website, which is ycam.com. That's y-cam.com. Um, or you can go on amazon.co.uk. And here's one for you. This could be your Christmas present here. Uh, your headphones, I normally see at the bottom of your handbag, all screwed up and knotted. Is that fair? Yes, and then by the time I drag them out again, they're usually broken and I have to invest in a new pair. Well, we found the wraps, which are rather snazzy uh, little alternatives to uh, getting your headphones tangled. I'm talking now to Gemma. Hello, Gemma. Hiya. And uh, what are we looking at here today? You're looking at wraps wristband headphones so the idea is is that when you're not listening to the music in your ears you can wrap them around your wrist and turn them into an accessory right now i've got a problem with this when i go out i tend to keep my little headphone cable sort of screwed up in the pocket so it gets knotty and tangled this is a solution yeah yeah this is a perfect solution for that stops them getting lost tangled or broken and the wire itself is very durable so it stops them getting stretched as well and do they sound as good as they look oh they sound amazing they sound better than they look. Excellent. And I'm seeing three different styles here. I've got sort of a, a beady one and a, a chunky one and a sort of a ropey one. Just talk me through the range. Okay, so we have wood, we have classic and we have leather. So the leather and the wood ones are, like the wood is like a bead, like a wooden bead. The leather is just your typical leather sort of braid and the classic is sort of like a, uh, like a, a plait, a plaited cord. Wow, okay, very stylish. Are they pricey though? No, not at all. The classic ones are £15 and the wood and the leather ones are £30, so very affordable. And very good Christmas presents, I'm guessing. Very good. Fit right in your stocking. Excellent. Now, if someone doesn't want to have messy headphone cables and they want to uh, try one of these out, where could they find out more details? They could find it at rapswear.uk. Now, because it's radio, I'm going to need you to spell that one for me, I think. OK, so that's W-R-A-P-S. W-E-A-R dot U-K Excellent, sounds good to me. Thank you very much and have a busy day here in London. Right, thank you for coming. So that's just some of the interviews from the Gadget Show in London that poor old Kelly couldn't make it to. Yeah. And uh, we'll be featuring a couple more in our next show, which of course will be our Christmas one, where we look at a nice little range of kids' toys as well. You're shaking your head, is that because it's Christmas? Well, no, it's because you're going to continue rubbing this in to another show. You were far too busy with your Excel to come and enjoy the uh, the joys of a shopping centre in London. Oh, wow. Well, we should have just traded places, really. I should have gone to Westfield. You should have sat with my Excel document making that all work. So there we go. We'll be looking at some of the other interviews in the next show, which will be our December show, Frequency Cast 118. There we go, Kelly. So uh, a nice day out for some of us. I'm really not appreciative of any of this, Pete. 
you are out of my good books. Excel. Well, potentially. If I need your help again, you'll go back into my good books. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Interaction time, Kelly, where people get in touch and tell us what they think of the show and the world in general. Uh, The first one here is from Bernard. Yes, he says, I'm interested in buying a Samsung wireless device. It seems that this one is identical to Seagate Wireless Plus. If there are any significant differences between these two gadgets, I would like to know about these. Thank you for your answer and greetings from Berlin. Okay, so the Samsung wireless device we looked at in a previous show, uh, they're little boxes that let you store lots of files and you can access them over Wi-Fi, which is great if you're in the car with the kids, that sort of thing. They both sort of do the same thing. The Samsung one holds battery for seven hours, whereas Seagate is 10 hours. The Samsung one charges as well, so it's got a battery in it, so you can charge up your gadgets, which I think is quite nice. The Samsung one only lets you connect from five devices at the same time, whereas Seagate lets you connect seven. Okay. But the prices are really weighted in Samsung's favours. The 1.5 terabyte one from Samsung, 82 quid for one terabyte, so not even as much space, 115. So they all almost do the same sort of thing. If it were me, I'd go for the Samsung. They hold slightly less charge, but they are a lot cheaper for a lot more storage space. Yeah, absolutely. That seems the obvious choice to me. Right, the next one is a rather odd one from Sue Melville. Yes, she says, I can no longer look at teletext. I have retuned and turned the TV off overnight. I get to the first page, but if I try to click onto the item, the whole lot goes off. I can view weather, sport or travel, but no news items or anything else. The first time I read this, I thought, teletext? Who uses teletext these days? But I'm assuming it's the sort of interactive red button stuff. But again, who uses that? I don't know, not me. I don't, I've got the internet now, I don't need to look at teletexty kind of things. But to help Sue out if we can, if it is the red button stuff, try just resetting the telly. Make sure you've got the latest firmware, if you can do a firmware update. Otherwise, not really sure what advice I can give you. If you give us the make and model of your telly though, we'll have a look. And just confirm it definitely isn't the old blocky teletext. Because that finished about four years ago. Yeah, that would definitely be a slight concern. Next up, Darren Nay got in touch. What did he have to ask? He says, I'm thinking about getting a new smartphone early next year to replace my Nexus 4. Was maybe thinking about getting another Nexus smartphone, but I've been reading that the new Nexus smartphone comes with a USB Type-C charger. How will that work and would I still be able to plug the other end of the cable into my laptop or portable charger that uses USB 2.0? Also, will they be bringing out adapters for USB Type-C so I can use my new phone when I get it with my Android docking station that uses micro USB? Now, there's a lot of USBs and stuff in there, wasn't there? Okay, so uh, he's basically talking about USB-C, which is the new standard of USB connectors. Now, uh, just pass me one of your gadgets over there. Sling sling me your your Android phone over there. Right, you look at the bottom. That's the standard USB micro that most of the new devices have. You're familiar with that, yeah? I am indeed. Uh, This device that I'm using at the moment has the old chunky uh, USB-B. That's old. USB-C looks like that. So they're slightly bigger than the micro USB Bs. They have the advantage of you can't put them in upside down. I don't know about you, I can never get those little micro USBs around the right way. No, I don't really have a problem with that, but okay. You've got more nimble fingers than I have, I think that's what that is. Even though you've still got those very long nails. I know. 
But these are rather clever, these USB-Cs. They could become the standard. They've got a lot of advantages. They support high power and high speed. They also support bi-directional power. So instead of just charging up a device, you could get a device charging something else as well. And the advantage as well is you can get adapters. So to answer Darren's question, yes, you can adapt a B to a C. Fantastic. Uh, right, next, Charlie Finn. Yes, Charlie says, will power line adapters work on a main supply with a key meter, which may or may not be a smart meter? That's an easy one, Charlie. As far as we know, the answer to that is a definite yes. The uh, power line adapters that supply networking around the home don't really care what type of meter it is, so it shouldn't be a problem there at all. And next, an email from a man. Wow. Is it from you? This is not from me. Are you sure? You're not I'm, asking yourself a question. I ask myself questions all the time. Okay, man. Man says, bought a new low TV art 40 inch in February 2015. Oh, 40 inch. Told by Lowe, a dealer did 3D, supplied with active glasses, £75, cost £1,299. No 3D, as this was an error by Lowe and dealer, glasses returned and refund. Man's problems continued in September, where he saw an item about BT Sports 4K service. 50 hertz refresh for smooth motion. He asked Lowe and they confirmed it could not handle 4K at 50 hertz. So he'd have a blank screen and no audio. Not a happy boy. No, he said he's very unhappy. He complained only a few hours before sending this message in. Has the latest firmware notified the dealer and wanted to let us know? He said, please do not broadcast my name, which is why we're referring to him as man. Um, he is a regular listener, great show, and he said thanks. Well, thank you very much, man. Sorry to hear you've had such a problem with low. Uh, very disappointing. And I thought they were better than that. So uh, anyone else that's had any problems, please get in touch. Um, we'll just find out if this is a common trend. And also any other consumer whinges you have about uh, tech, let us know. We'll spread the word. And if you want to get in touch, several ways you can do it. You can send us a voicemail. The number is... 0208-133-4567 Or you can text us on... 07882043521. It's the cost of a standard text. Or you can send us an email via the contact us button on our site. And we'll see you on the next show where we promise not to have had a wine before we start recording. <laughs> oh, no guarantees this end. Frequency cast. Shutdown in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Frequency Cast. Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency Cast.